You're listening to American Slacker Podcast with Matt Gertz and Jesse Landers. It's uh, it's gonna be a crazy trip. I've never been to Asia. I've been to Europe when I was younger. Yeah, I've yeah. never been to Asia. Asia seems like a very intimidating place to go, but like I, I feel like it's probably one of the most beautiful places to travel. You know, any of the, the countries over there, just so a lot unique of, in culture, a lot of history. Yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot more so than it goes back. I mean, America being American, yeah, we're new. We we. Yeah, we only go back to a certain point. <laughs> yeah, we're constantly seeking like our ancestry to find out where we truly came from, like all of our, our descendancy, and, and it's crazy, you it, know. It it always traces back towards like Europe or Asia and Af- or like yeah. Africa, yeah. the main main bigger continents. But yeah, the reason we're talking about Seoul is I'm going there for a week, me and my girlfriend. Uh, as me and Matt were talking about before, I'm gonna bring my GoPro, get some footage. Hopefully, we can post some of that so that people can see. I'm hoping to see. They have these huge gates that were like used back in like the dynasties to keep like invaders out and stuff. Yeah. So I'm gonna see a bunch of those. Yeah, yeah, medieval. Yeah. It, it's like super. Uh, what is it? They. History stretches back more than 2,000 years when it was founded in 18 BCE. So that's Seoul's history is like super, super old. Um, But along with that, they're a really modern city too. They got like crazy shopping, like a bunch of uh, like a really big nightclub scene. I'm going to be staying in the Hongbei area, which is like, I guess, an upcoming arts area that's like near one of the universities yeah it's always a good place to be around yeah yeah i'm sure being around university it's gonna be popping yeah and from what i've seen there's like most or from what i've like read and stuff uh like in my research before going there i guess a lot of people speak english i've tried to learn a little bit of korean it's kind of (laughs) tough yeah yeah i could imagine I took Korean martial arts when I was a kid, so I can count up to ten in it pretty easily. But <laughs> besides that, like Anyang Haseyo, I think is hello. Wow, that that's one a I got lot down. Just to say hi. Yeah, and if I'm butchering that, and to any of our Korean listeners, I apologize. Yeah, bilingual fucking listeners. Don't you make so fun yeah, of I'll us. be. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there a week, uh, and it's I'm I don't know I'm excited. It's gonna be cool. It's gonna be different. Got it on a whim. Uh, my girlfriend entered uh, in, an Instagram um, contest, like one of those things that you always think is fake. Yeah, right. Scam. You think scam right away? Yeah. Oh yeah. I never. Diamond do doesn't. It's things. hard to decipher what is real and what's not anymore. Yep. 
so she ended up trying it and it was like a korean beauty com product company i wish i knew what they were i'd plug them um but yeah g1 tickets to go to seoul so we're heading off to there i don't think i'd ever go to not that there's anything wrong with south korea but i don't think i'd ever go there otherwise it's kind of a weird twist of fate well yeah i'm interested and in, i can't wait for you to come back to bring the stories um i'm sure it's going to turn out to be quite the adventure man uh it it seems very interesting just everything you've told me so far from you looking into it um yeah we're the one interesting thing we were talking about is like from what i understand uh graffiti is legal there because yeah. you see a lot of it on the street yeah man that's wild to me i i can only imagine some of the best artists in the world are probably right there hell yeah i'm gonna get some footage of that and try and get it up on maybe the website or in or on on our instagram american psycho podcast on instagram yeah, yeah i feel like we're gonna set up a youtube eventually too for for some of our videos yeah that'd be a good idea well we can get right into the news we got some updates first off these are kind of important we talked a little while ago about how montreal uh in Canada, they were going to ban pit bulls um, because of an incident with a boxer. Not like yeah, it Muhammad wasn't even, Ali. Yeah, it wasn't even <laughs> a pit bull, technically. Bull terrier. You yeah. Know? It was a uh, completely different dog that attacked some lady, and I guess the mayor overreacted and was going to do some ban across the city that was going to leave a lot of dogs and families' lives kind of in limbo. Um, and as soon as the uh, law written by the mayor was passed, about two hours later, it was shot down. Um, yeah, great. Yeah, city I'm glad people are reasonable there. Yep. Essentially, uh, a, a, well, yeah, the bylaw was the bylaw was only in force for a few hours before Justice Louis. Gowan of Quebec's Superior Court temporarily suspended it while reviewing Montreal's SPCA lawsuit against the city. So, they're they're safe for now. Yeah, you got shut down, bitch. <laughs> the uh, well, there it's good. The systems the system works, and uh, luckily these dogs aren't gonna have to worry about what's gonna happen to them. Yeah. Um. Our our next update is on these clowns man and i'm sick of these clowns they're popping up everywhere after we've talked about it when there was already tons of sightings there's even more they've doubled maybe tripled we need some kind of savior man yeah and in england in Whitehaven, england um a man has dressed up in a very may i say realistic batman costume Wow. And English has Batman. been chasing off clowns. Yeah, it's kind of like it's if Alfred had donned the cowl before oh. Batman or before Bruce Bruce Wayne did. Wow, dude! Alternate universe movie right there. So like, I'm Michael Caine and <laughs> I'm Batman. Hello there. You can't do that. I I don't think you should do that. Justice. <laughs> so. <laughs> So yeah, British Batman's running around scaring off these killer clowns um, because he, quote, you know, just wants to keep the kids safe. So that's pretty cool, but 
we need an American Batman to step up for yeah. these killer clowns. Because like you said, there's been so many sightings and stuff already. And and apparently casualties now. And I, and I would hope that Batman would have the good sense and judgment to vet the clowns and not attack any good, hardworking, non-killing clowns. Yeah, yeah. At least just teach them a lesson anyway. Right? Step out of the darkness. Justice. <laughs> like, like, hey man, I'm just making uh, making poodles out of balloons. I don't want any trouble. No, I'm a, I'm a real clown, I swear. The, the problem is if they get back to their car, you never know how many you're going to be fighting. Yeah, man. Ugh. The smaller the car, the more there are. You're like, get them, boys. And then just yeah. start piling out. That's yeah. an endless battle. Close the door. Like, keep the door closed. Like, do something. Yeah, Prevent yeah that's the that's the way to go. Usually, he's got a utility belt. Come on. Yeah, he could, he could wrap up the uh, clown car if it was small enough. So yeah, come on, America. We need we need a hero, not the one that we, uh, not the one that we deserve, but the one that or what is it? Need the one we deserve. Yeah, we'll we'll I take think. any we'll take any guy in a Batman suit. Yeah, as How long as that? you got the movie quality. I don't want to see that shitty fabric one. I swear to God, I'll kick you right in the nuts. Yeah, this guy's was uh, pretty legit, I have to say. He was yeah. uh, on par with like some of the ones that I would say you'd see in the movies. Yeah, I would say, I think it was the Christian Bale uh, Batman suit that he was donning from the image that I saw. Yeah, it was definitely along the lines of uh, the Christian Bale style, yeah, I would say. Modern, yeah. Well, our next... Uh, story comes to us because of the uh, hurricane that actually dawns your name. I know. It is my hurricane. Hurricane Matthew. Sometimes you just want to watch the hurricane with your name. Yes. Wreak havoc. I've been waiting forever, and finally it happened. And, and, and it was a big one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're, it's, now wrecked, we're not... it's wrecked a lot of places, including Haiti. Yeah. I was gonna say, uh, our our thoughts and yeah. and all that go out to Haiti. If uh, if there's anything we can do, let us know on our Facebook page, because um, we are sympathetic to the destruction that nature causes. Because all jokes aside, it will rip you up. Nature is a motherfucker. Yeah, cruel bitch. But Hurricane Matthew ended up. Mess, kind of messing with our de facto mascot. Now, if anyone knows our our mascot is a bald eagle, symbol of our country, symbol God of our damn podcast. American. Now, this poor little guy, this happened in Florida. My cousin, actually, it happened, I don't know if it was on her street or close to her, but I remember uh, she had posted something about this with pictures of this eagle. This poor little guy stuck in the front of an SUV, just, like, looking up at the camera helpless. Yeah, he was busted in the grill, right? Yeah. He, like, I, I'm I'm guessing the uh, the wind and, or whatever from the hurricane must have, like, blew him into the grill of the car. Yeah, that's Looks like a Saturn. The, the car, <laughs> that oh, is. Man. But yeah, it's close. It's uh, it happened in a place close to Jacksonville. They managed to get the eagle out. He's doing just fine now. 
We just wanted to give a shout out to the animal rescue people, the fire rescue, whoever it is that helped that guy out. Cause hats off to you. That's that's our that's one of our boys. Yeah, man, keeping them safe, bringing them back, bring bringing our eagles home. Bring our boys. That's what home. it's all about. Now, now these next birds in this uh, in the following story aren't treated nearly as well. Huh. Um, this comes out of Arkansas. Uh, six. <laughs> sorry, six live turkeys dropped from plane in Arkansas festival. Now, this, as you've told me, is some kind of sick, twisted tradition. Oh, yeah. This is happening every year. This uh, happens at the annual Turkey Trot Festival in Arkansas uh, in Yellville, 90 miles north of Little Rock. Uh, they essentially take a little biplane, uh, load it up with a bunch of live turkeys, and they drop them out. Oh, I, I, sorry, I forgot. They have a parade too. Oh God, <laughs> to celebrate the death. How many turkeys do they chuck out annually? Well, this says six, but like it, when I read through the article, it ended up saying that only one of them died. So I'm like, what happened to the other two? Did they just take off? They just ride the breeze, end up <sighs> in some other town. 90 well, miles north of Little Rock? Yeah, yeah, they can coast with their wings, like, kind of glide. <laughs> I remember one time I was in the woods, and there was, I heard something above me, and I didn't know what the hell it was, and all of a sudden I look up, and in the moonlight, I see the figure of a turkey jumping from tree to tree, like, 30 feet above me. Oh, God, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah, it was really weird, because I was like, okay, they I, they can fly, but, yeah, that was pretty uh, pretty nuts. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So these turkeys, uh, one of them definitely didn't make it. Now, and I'm just wondering how many of these things get stuck in trees? How many of them get <laughs> stuck in power lines? Uh, hum- or animal activists are like angry at them, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> there's, why wouldn't they be? There's people selling Turkey Lives Matter shirts oh, <laughs> at, man, the tur- at the Turkey Festival. Everyone's cashing in on the blank lives matter. We got more of that coming for you. <laughs> yeah. Um if you if you stay tuned here. And uh yeah, it's just the, the we'll try and put up some of the footage if it's not too graphic, I guess. But I I there were a couple of key quotes that I remember seeing from the Oh, by the way, this comes from New York Daily News too. I'll let people know where it's where we're getting this. Um the video the, these people are just characters. It's it's great. The Fish and Game Warden, I believe his title was, he uh, is just looking at the camera and he goes, well, you know, some people like to live one way and some people like to live another way. <laughs> <laughs> Referring to the dispute over whether or not to drop the turkey. It's just like, that's a very, like, really step, stepping back platform for, like, someone who's supposed to be the warden of game and fish man it goes into that whole categorizing the value of life even though it's like uh, god knows it's its own individual life like we just are like nah fuck that that's a turkey like i put him on a sub 
Well, yeah, I mean, put them on a sub and throw some bacon on there and a little bit of ranch and maybe some lettuce and tomato. I just had but that, actually. So good. Did, little exact what I described? Oh. oh. Ooh, that's okay. I could, I could see that being good. Yeah, man. Um, but, yeah, this is a little bit different than a sub. This is them yeah. kicking them out of a plane with no parachute. Fly, turkey, fly. And, yeah, I guess the people... Some people love it. They, you know, they go up and they grab the turkey and they have it for uh, dinner. I guess. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're, if you're looking to catch some turkeys, head on down to Arkansas for the uh, turkey trot. Yeah, yeah. If you want to watch turkeys go down in a very dramatic and, I guess, entertaining fashion, if it continues on as a tradition. Yeah, another lady even said. Uh, you know, I just like to see what happens when the turkeys fall from the plane. Oh God! It's like if you didn't have that sweet little southern accent, that would sound pretty morbid. Yep. yep. <laughs> well, if you don't want to catch your uh, dinner from the sky, but when it's being kicked out of a plane, you might want to head through the drive-through of your local burger joint or taco place. But that's not even safe these days. Yeah, you have to be picky, apparently, from what I hear. So, let me set this up. You're uh, you're hungry. You don't feel like catching a turkey from a plane. Yeah. You, you you hop on into the drive-thru. Mm-hmm. You're scanning the menu. You're like, ooh, I know I know what I want. I'll pick my two favorite things. Let me yeah, get this burger. Good. Let me get this. Yeah, like you're getting your items. You, you go on up, and... You, you say, hey, do you mind? Can you make sure that the the food's hot? You know, because you're headed home. You want to make sure that it's like gonna be hot by the time you, you have, get yeah, there. Yeah, you need every chance you can. Like, or every, you know, like it's going a long way. Yeah, you got a little bit of a drive ahead of you. You know how the food cools off. You've been through this drive-through many times before. So put, put some you get your food, right? <laughs> so you uh, get your food. You get. Uh, Let's say a Whopper, a Whopper Junior, some fries, onion rings, some drinks. Drive home, sit down for dinner, pick up your burger, take a bite, and when you look down, it says "fuck you" on your on your wrapper, looking right back up at you. Oh, and you okay? So, did the victim in this already take a bite or two? Uh, yeah, they took a bite or two. Now, my instinct is that that food was fucked with. Yeah, I would be a little worried about that. That didn't seem to be the crux of their argument. They, they, uh, you know, just wanted to not be told fuck you when they get their food. And they even called the, uh, these people called the manager back. And the manager said, you know, I don't believe you. There's no way that could have happened. Ha! Vouching for his team squad yep so an employee ends up admitting to writing the messages and that employee's been fired Hmm. but these people are still pissed you know because uh they were called liars and they were told fuck you when they took a bite of their burger and like you said who knows what happened to it yeah i want a free fucking pass for life burgers for life yeah, seriously. Some guy, or at least like free ice creams or something, you know, some off the dessert menu. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 right. Throw them a bone here. Give like them they something. got. They, you told you said fuck you. You could at least like hand them a a, a side salad. 
<laughs> Side salad. <laughs> but this this isn't just a, a singular time that this has happened. This has happened in Denver also. That last one happened in Illinois. This one happened in Denver. I heard this one um, was a little more spicy. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Pete's Burritos in Denver. Holly, you gotta like... Yep, this is a burrito one. Oh, burrito news coming right at you. We snuck that in there. Low-key burrito news coming at you. This one is another insult. Well, not so much an insult it's as much as a, I would say, a distasteful joke. Well, it's joke. an insult with how bad the pun is in this joke. Oh, absolutely. If we're if we're talking about the quality of wordplay, this is sub subpar to yeah. say the least. Yeah. If, I wish this was a sub story because that would have been a decent pun. <laughs> you know. Well, we're talking burritos though, so let's wrap this up. Yeah. Oh. Yep. See what I see what I did there. Yeah. All right. So. So let's get to this story. This uh, The headline reads, this comes from the American Mirror, Denver restaurant accused of racism over black olives matter on burrito wrapper. Oh, man. So Ugh. Every time I hear it, it's just like, come on now. Come black on. olives Stop matter? Stop adding to it. Stop adding. Black olives matter. That's what's upset. Black olives matter? We Like as we've talked, all olives matter. Come on. Ooh, I don't know, man. That's that's an even more controversial statement. Is it though? Is it? <laughs> you know, I guess to each their own. I don't even like olives. Well, oh man, see now we're getting into a whole nother see, thing. Yeah, yeah. Calm down. <laughs> Calm down now. All right, back to back to the story here. Um, a Denver man was extremely offended. He went to uh, Pete's Burrito Shop, a local burrito place, and. Uh, an employee had written on the burrito wrapper, Black Olives Matter. Now, the employee says that they did this because they ordered two burritos and one with olives. But, like, first off, I don't... Have you ever had olives in a burrito? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like olives in a lot of my Mexican food. Like, I don't know. I just, I've always had black olives, you know? See, yeah, that's not something I ever think to put my burrito. I mean, I'm it's sure dank. it's not bad. I love it on subs. I get it on that. Okay. See, I could do it on I could do it on subs, like a little bit of black olive, but like, I don't know. Try it, man. I'm telling um, you, you won't regret it. All right, I'll, uh, I'm, uh, maybe I'll throw it in there next time. Uh, but in this case, this guy was really upset because I guess the way that the employee was trying to distinguish, and he, they were trying to make a joke at the same time, they wrote "Black Olives Matter" on the one that I think didn't have olives. So they the they claimed that the employee wasn't being racist. But there was a uh, partition between the kitchen and the actual place where it was being ordered so there's no way they would have even known yeah you know yeah exactly um they they sent the employee home the employee wasn't fired in this case i don't think the employer should have been fired necessarily in this case they weren't but like i i agree i guess i'm saying i agree with the punishment all right head home for the day this, this isn't a place to work for that terrible. this isn't a place to work on yeah your bad puns Send them home. Send Go write some home. better some better wordplay. Oh. Uh, so, this guy was really upset, and he's like, you know, I don't think this is something we should necessarily be joking about. Yeah, I would agree with him. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Leave it away from the workplace. 
Yeah, maybe burrito when you're going to get your burritos, not the necessarily the right time to be talking about race relations. That's like this when Starbucks tried to do that. It's like, hey, stop and stop and talk to us about like uh, like how you feel about like racial relations in this country. No, like, give me my give me my fucking espresso. Yeah, let let me leave. Yeah, <laughs> less fucking talk. I have. I need this fucking coffee to even be sociable. Right? Or even, yeah, exactly, be able to interact with anyone. It's like, I don't care about their race, I just can't even deal with people right now because I don't have caffeine in me. <laughs> like every, I hate everyone equally I'm until I've had say. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I hate everything now. Right? Oh, man. So, yeah, that's, that wraps up our uh, our odd news for this uh, this episode. Now we're moving on to... What is it? What uh, did I hear a bell? Yeah, I think. Uh, what? All right. So we were talking before about doing a segment on UFC fighters that had previous jobs that were weird, or maybe even did them while they were competing. Because I mean, when you're talking about being a professional fighter, you know, if you're a pro and you're in the UFC and you're doing pretty decent. You might get a net pay of like two hundred fifty thousand dollars for, you know, every four to six months, and uh, that might seem like a lot of money, but it goes real quick when you have to pay top-notch trainers and everybody else that's on your team to help you out. I mean, there's a ton of people that go behind a fighter. You know, their whole and team, you got your coaches, bills. Um, the bills alone in the gyms, um, going to multiple gyms like most fighters do to train in different things, but. So Not I, to mention rent and groceries and all that, just oh, like yeah. living expenses in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and some of the greatest fighters have worked at the craziest places. Um, I found out Anderson Silva worked at McDonald's, which I thought was crazy. Huh. You know, like right as he was starting his career in MMA, you know, to pay for shit. Um, but but some of the fighters have really good good backgrounds. Um, one, t- one that really blew me off was Roy Big Country Nelson. Now, th- what would you think that he would have done before fighting? He's going to be a Nathan's hot dog competitive eater. Ooh, good guess. Good guess, but far off. Believe it or not, he was a teacher, um, which I thought was crazy to find out. Roy Nelson, uh, is he's from Las Vegas, Nevada. Um and I guess he grew up in, in some rough situations. And he ended up wanting to teach kids that did that. And uh, he was a substitute teacher um, in Clark County. He also did, like, um, before and after school programs for kids, you know. Um, the before programs That's were, really... like, usually, like, uh, for kids that, like, didn't have anywhere to go. You know, their parents were at work or whatever. And the after school programs... That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. The, the programs were ranged from, you know, um, help with, like, you know, troubled scenarios to, you know, just, like, uh, social activities, you know? So, yeah, it's crazy to think, you know? Sometimes these guys look all crazy and, you know, manly. You think they'd be a lumberjack or something, you know? Or in your guy, case, a guy goes eater because of his gut. But no, <laughs> no, he's actually an educator. Guy goes from, you know, kneeing people in the face to, to like, helping kids with their math homework. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it goes from one end to the other. I mean, some of these guys are highly educated. Um, Shane Carwin, great fighter. 
Um, he was actually heavyweight champion. He went, I think, 12-0 and 0, uh, in his career. Ended up losing to Brock Lesnar. Lost the, the title. But oh, wow. he was an engineer and had two different degrees, man. So it's like... And he, he continued... Let me furthermore this. He continued to be an engineer the whole time he was in the UFC. Oh, every wow. Every day work, basically. So, so he worked every day and then like after clocking out, he'd go train? Yeah, yeah, man. And... I find that to be just, it's crazy, you know? So how, how hell you of a work ethic. That? Yeah, yeah. Um, GSP, okay, one of the best fighters of all time, okay? Without a doubt, welterweight champion multiple times. Um, from Canada, from Quebec, okay, uh, just to give you where he's from. He start, He was a garbage man, okay? Right, right before paying for classes, and uh, he also moonlighted as a bouncer. Okay, and he actually had some like sketchy connections. He vouched for like a uh, drug kingpin in his trial. Huh. <laughs> so I wonder if that's to do with the the night night bouncer. You know, so some of these guys come from you know really rough scenarios and end up finding their way to the fame. You know, and they do yeah. well. I mean, that guy yeah. without a doubt. You always know the name, but you don't really know like how they got there. So it's always kind of interesting to find out that backstory. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now a lot of the guys, like what we were saying, have military or police experience. Um, one of my favorite, Forrest Griffin. Um, he actually won the very first Ultimate Fighter competition. Very charismatic guy. Um, we both love him. Yeah, we both said that. Oh yeah, he's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Um, I miss him. I wish he was still fighting, but you know he's older now. But he was originally a police officer in Georgia. Um, now what happened was he was doing MMA and he quit. He wanted to uh, just he gave up for a little bit and he joined the police force. And then he got a call from Dana White to do the Ultimate Fighter. And it turned out very well for him. He ended up being a light heavyweight champion, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then we have other guys that do, you know, they come from the military. And uh, Tim Kennedy is probably the most notable. I love Tim Kennedy. You love Tim Kennedy. Great guy. Um, Joined the Army right after high school. He uh, actually ended up completing the Army Ranger program, which is one of the hardest to do. yeah, that's yeah. one of the uh, toughest ones to actually complete. Yeah, yeah. So he was special forces. He was actually a sniper. He served time in Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, even during fighting in the UFC, he, he was always active duty in the UFC, which is amazing. Um, so I'm noticing that a lot of these guys are... They, they're holding down a day job while training to do these huge pay-per-view events, essentially. Well, they have to, and that's what I was talking about before. I, you know, I get sidetracked, but um, they have to because, I mean, the money doesn't go far, you know. Unless you're doing – you get to the main line, which, you know, only few do, like Conor McGregor. Um, Nate, Nate got a little bit of the money when he was fighting Conor, but, you know, he's nowhere to be found now. Conor's moving on. It's it's they pick a star almost and give all the money to them and then the rest of the guys get a little bit of the chunk and that's it and it doesn't go far at all. You, a lot of these guys have to have side jobs and it, it's it's even hard to find what they're doing. But a lot of them supposedly just have jobs on the side, you know. 
Huh. They have to invest the money. I'm just imagining, like, getting my ass kicked and then, like, having to go to work the next day and, like, doing that on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, God, doing that in the military, like, going to do drills and trying to fit in working out and, and, you know, learning more in your technique and, I mean, come on, man. And... I guess the military is a little accepting about it. Um, they have their own competitions, you know. The army oh, has cool. their own hand hand combat, which Kennedy was specialized in, um, and he's won three years in a row. He won the, the like national tournament for combat and welterweight, um, oh. hand hand combat rather. So again it's just amazing to see where these guys come from and i mean a ton of them come from military background um we even have we have liz caramouche female so it's not only men um, oh wow brian stan he served in the marines he served he was awarded the silver star um he's actually now a fox analyst colton smith um was he served and actually competed as well so it's not only just you know kennedy that did that um and he was also an army ranger Oh wow! Um, and the list goes on. You have Brian Vera, Jorge Rivera, um, Tim Cordor. You, you have a ton of them, man. Literally, I, I just I was amazed. I thought I was only going to pull up a few, but there's a ton. That's that's <laughs> really Tour, cool. Actually, I, I don't know how I didn't even just mention him. Randy Couture served six years as an air air, uh, air traffic controller in the army. That's a stressful job, too. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. I mean, one mistake and you could kill hundreds. <laughs> Yeah, I read an article one time uh, about being an air traffic controller and just how they they actually do a lot of stuff uh, analog, like paper and pen. Well, uh, isn't it rated one of the most difficult jobs or most um, stressful jobs, I should say? Yeah, I I think you're right on that. I'm pretty sure it's like rated in the top five. (laughs) So, So you're like going and doing air traffic control. I'm sure that after doing that job, fighting one person in a ring probably seems a lot more simple. Yeah. To you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, man. Um, it's like I gotta keep track of one thing, not six planes with like thousands of people on it. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, oh, I just funny. wanted to mention um, Ronda Rousey is finally coming back in December. Now, I've been waiting the for return. This. Yes. Um, I I just now I her wait. last fight that was. Holly uh, Holmes. Holly or that? Yeah, okay, it was Holly that Holmes was Holly. and Holly knocked her out with like a really nasty kick to like the neck and head area. Oh, um, bah! Right to the neck. The championship. But uh, that one was a quick one too, wasn't yeah. that in like the f- first? Was that first or second round? Well, you see, Ronda had like built up such confidence that she was barrel rolling people, like just coming out at him like straight up gorilla, and uh, that didn't work with Holly. She was ready for that and counter strike every time, and it, it really just. It didn't last long. Um, Shook. Yeah, it really. But, I mean, it happens. You know, you get comfortable. You think you're, you know, indestructible. You're the champion. You got there for a reason. Um, but some of these girls' worth work, work ethic is just phenomenal, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so she's coming back, and she's fighting Amanda Nunes for the title right away, which a lot of people are upset about. Cyborg wants to fight her, um, which Cyborg's really pissed about. She's like been talking about it. The whole internet crowd wants her 
to fight, you know? It's, so Dana White... That's like the, the one answer. that people have been... That's the one people have been pushing for is yeah, uh, Cyborg. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the MMA fan base is like wanting that bad, man. They've been wanting that for years. Um, so now Dana White has to answer. And uh, he's saying that if Ronda defeats Amanda, then Cyborg and her are going to fight for the championship. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, which would be crazy. That, that'll be good. Oh, That'd be, be good. good. Especially if Ronda comes back and she's like the same girl or better. Like, it's hard to come back from a hard knockout like that. Like, sometimes people get deterred and they come back and they're not the same. You know, they don't have that well, intensity. Some some people need to be humbled. Yeah, well, yeah, she <laughs> no, got humbled no. to say the least. Oh, my God. Yeah, cold. yeah right. It was I cold. I mean, it's sometimes if cold-blooded if uh if uh she didn't have that happen though who i feel like it would have just been a matter of time you know everyone's gonna lose sometime yeah if it wasn't holly would have been amanda noons you know that's how it goes it's like when you fall off your bike when you're a kid you know you gotta get back on it eventually yeah it hurts but you gotta pedal down that street if you ever want to go get a candy bar from cvs uh, holla. Holla. Holla Halloween? I can be a fucking shit. Alright. Then holla, 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 Halloween. We are continuing our ending segments of Halloween for this lovely, lovely October month. We're going to we... keep it up. Who doesn't love Halloween? Especially in our age group. Which it seems to be our fan base is all in our age group. So Yeah, we see you uh twenty five to thirty something year olds. We see you. Statistics. See you Tell on us that Instagram. Who viewing. And we're just to let you know, yeah, we're watching. If you ever wanna hear something, see something, tell us something, get at us. Instagram, Facebook. We're on all that shit. Hit us in the DM. <clears throat> so what we have for this segment is a bunch of Halloween movies. Um, ones that you may have seen before, ones that maybe you haven't. Uh, hopefully, ones that you will enjoy if you have not yet seen them. Uh, what I'm starting out with is a movie called The House's October Built. Okay. No, I haven't now, seen this one. It This one is a uh, found footage type of thing, like uh, Blair Witch, where it's all shot like uh, from the point of view of the uh, people filming it yeah i love found footage um and willow creek on shout out uh, there you go on um the imdb the description says five friends are stalked by a group of mysterious and disturbed individuals while on a road trip looking for the ultimate haunted house attraction oh man now, what so kind this of is like the, oh, these are creepy, creepy, creepy individuals. Essentially, as these people are hopping from attraction to attraction, like now this is, uh, when we say a uh, haunted attraction, we're talking uh, your haunted cornfields, your haunted houses, uh, your haunted hayrides. Um, any of these uh, good Americana, which, I, you know what, I feel like there need to be more because California doesn't have nearly as many as I thought they would. In terms of Halloween attractions. New York, um, they're all over. <laughs> yeah, New York, oh, it's crazy. Shout out to Headless Horseman, Haunted Hayride. Oh, um, yeah, man. Love it. But 
these guys are road tripping across going to all these different haunted attractions and as they do they're like you know kind of ripping on some of the things saying oh, i'm not scared of this i'm not scared it's so cheesy blah blah blah. And they end up pissing off some very very creepy individuals uh they're stalked by these people from place to place and nice. yeah it's pretty pretty creepy uh, i always enjoy movies like that you know, it only got a 5 out of 10 on IMDb, and it got a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. I enjoyed it, personally. I liked it as, like, a, it's it's definitely geared towards the Halloween, like, season. So I, I appreciated that. It's not something that I would probably watch unless it was October. Well, yeah, I, I'm a horror film fan, so I, I like to watch a lot of the corny B films, you know. Sometimes I appreciate yeah, small and- things about them. And I'll, I'll give it to these guys. They tried. They they tried really hard. It's not like it wasn't for lack of trying. They, they weren't going for the. They weren't going for the B movie. Like, but they kind of landed there. You can only do so much with the budget, as we all know. Yep. So our next uh, Halloween suggestion is a movie called Trick or Treat. Now this is from a while ago. It's from two thousand seven. Is that um, the one with the jack o' lantern as the cover? Yeah, kind of. He's like, yeah, it's a little kid sort of thing with like a mask that looks like a jack-o'-lantern. Yep, okay. I have passed this. It might be on my list. I haven't seen it. You know, I meant to check to see if any of these were on Netflix, but you guys are just going to have to check for yourself. I'm pretty got, sure that one busy is. lives. <laughs> if not, it was, I swear. <laughs> That's where I watched it originally, but like I said, it came out in 2007, so that was a while ago. I don't know if Netflix has updated their queue by now. Um... The description, as IMDb reads it, is five interwoven stories that occur on Halloween. On every, uh, sorry, an everyday high school principal has a secret life as a serial killer. A college virgin might have just met the one guy for her. A group of teenagers pull a mean prank. A woman who loathes the night has to contend with her holiday-obsessed husband. And a mean old man meets his match with a demonic supernatural trick-or-treater. Oh, so it's a combination so, of stories going on here. Yeah, and they all sort of tie back together in the Crash. end in in some way. So, yeah, right, Crash. Crash I always Halloween revert to edition. that to explain that to people. There's so much crack candy everywhere. Um, so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I like the idea of, like, the interwoven stories and the Halloween element of it. It's really... I enjoyed it. It got a, a 6 out of, uh, well, sorry, closer to 7. It's 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, and it got an, actually an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. If you I guys don't, don't trust know what Rotten Tomatoes is. What? It's, see, I was just going to give out an endorsement sort of for really? Rotten Tomatoes. I, there's been quite a few I, movies I've, th- I've viewed, and I've been like, what? They gave it a what? They... They, I, w- I would say, have a higher standard for a lot of stuff. There's some things that, like, you might love as a cult classic that, like, I like. it's happened to me where I've looked at it and it's like, oh, why'd they give this a 32, you know? Yeah, but if you but, point out the things why, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, I... I ruin I my could, movies. Get out of here. I, I love Dude, Where's My Car? Listen, I, I know it's probably, love that movie. I know it's probably really, really low on the tomato meter. Oh, yeah, yeah. The chihuahua that's smoking his pipe? Come on. And I'm okay with that, you know? So our our next movie is actually two movies. It's um VHS and VHS2. Okay, now that's about people that find a tape in storage, right? 
Sort of. Uh, I, I believe the first one, they break into a house and uh, find a tape and it's really, and they watch the tape and you watch the tape with them essentially. And it takes you through its more interwoven stories sort of. This one's not so much a, uh, a Halloween suggestion as it is just like, you know, a creepy one to sort of get you in the mood for Halloween. Because um, okay. they, they do a really good job of sort of sitting you down on the couch and pulling you into these different stories um, while still cutting back to the, the burglary in the original one. The, the original VHS got a 55 on Rotten Tomatoes. VHS 2 got a 70. I would agree with them in that point that VHS 2 is actually better than the first one. Okay, would you say start with it or like just watch the first one for the relevancy? You know, there there might be a small story between the two. Uh, it's been a little bit since I've since I've watched them personally, because um, I just remember the really messed up like individual stories. Like some of them really stick with me. Like there's one that's like a a, a demon lady sort of succubus thing that's really creepy. There's one where these people go into a house and they walk in on like a, a like demon or witch ritual sort of thing with sacrifices and stuff um yeah it's just uh there's a it, oh a, there's a story for everyone oh yeah <laughs> okay I, I could dig it i feel the, like i almost the, watched it but i definitely don't recall that storyline so i must not have VHS definitely worth watching, and if you don't, I don't know, if you put on VHS and you're not really feeling it, definitely give VHS 2 a try, even if you can't get all the way through VHS. Um, there's also VHS Viral. I didn't include that. I didn't think that one was nearly as good as either of the other two, but if you don't get enough of VHS and VHS 2, there's VHS Viral as well. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, the spinoffs get crazy at times. Um, yeah, they definitely can. Um, yeah, they... There's one story where, uh, in I forget if it's I think it's two uh, zo- a zombie outbreak happens and a guy has a GoPro on a bike helmet and he turns into a zombie so you're sort of following around on that GoPro so that's kind of I got a kick out of that I thought that was really what funny. I definitely want to see that <laughs> right You've got like me. first person first person zombie footage like kind of yep. kind of cool into it right now. <laughs> Um, uh, have you seen that the new, there's a new Blair Witch coming out? Like, I'm pretty stoked about this. What's your take on it? Um, it looks interesting. I'm wondering how developed it is in terms of, like, if they're going to follow any sort of plot progression from the first one. Or I believe just... they are. Because if you watch it's it... It's siblings, it, right? Yeah, I think the, one, the girl that disappeared in the um, original Blair Witch is her sister. Okay. So, so yeah, I mean that that could be interesting. It might exclude uh, the terrible Blair Witch, the Book of Shadows, but I I really I I like the Blair Witch, the original. Like as I said, yeah, it. I I I enjoyed the original. I mean that also. I feel like if we when that came out, we were pretty young, and it was kind of I don't know evolutionary in terms of doing the first person found footage kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, the filmmaking. For how low of a budget to what it made ratio, I don't know if that, how long it was. It probably held that record for a decade easily. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. It was, uh, it was definitely genre, um, changing. 
Yeah. It might have even been a school project, if I'm not correct. Like, wasn't it? I feel like it was. I, I'm not sure. I, I could, I could see that though. Project or something. Could be wrong. Well, uh, you know what? People check that for us and get back to us. Get back to us. If we're wrong on that, call me a liar. I'm fine with it. (laughs) A few more uh, that I just want to throw out there. I won't really go into them too much. Uh, Cabin in the Woods. If you haven't seen Cabin in the Woods, give Cabin in the Woods a try. Um, It's kind of like Scream in the sense that uh, slasher. Scream. No, not at all. Actually, it's uh, it's in it's like Scream in the sense that it's meta. They break the uh, the third wall or whatever. Okay. And and they sort of address the the movie that they're in like with scream they knew the rules of a of a like slasher yes. movie yeah, exactly and, jamie kennedy and in and in cabin in the woods that sort of the monster uh exterior is pulled back and made into like a bureaucratic sort of like oh man that's night nightmare instead it's it's interesting so this is this is what i feel like this is one of the ones you should have been highlighting that sounds very intriguing to me the only reason I didn't highlight Cabin in the Woods is because it's not a Halloween. It's, I mean, if it doesn't have Halloween in the title, the people aren't talking about Halloween. It's not, it's season, not Halloween yeah. season. But if you want to be scared, it's a good movie. So fuck it, it's a Halloween movie. Like for all intents and purposes. Every yeah, everybody watches scary movies like around Halloween. It doesn't have to. You oh know? yeah. Absolutely. This next one's perfect. I feel like it's an iconic Halloween. Yeah, movie. this this one was a classic. This was just one that I threw in there because, again, cool one to watch, I guess. And we were talking about it before. It's one of those ones you've probably seen as a kid, but uh, you never really like took the time to go back and watch it as an adult when you can and understand it. I was gonna say, not really, truly understand it. Yeah, it still holds up though, huh? Yeah, this one is uh, this one is Hellraiser. It's uh, directed by Clive Barker. <laughs> I was gonna, yeah, um, we're sitting here talking about it. We haven't even told them what we're talking about. They're like, "What the fuck? Are, tell me what you're talking it's like, about." Tell, tell me already. Of course. I'm on the edge of my seat. <sighs> yes. It, but yeah, it's Hell, Hellraiser. If you're not familiar with Hellraiser uh, it, by its title, you might be familiar with Pinhead. He's the demon-esque looking guy with a white face and and nails sticking out of every inch of his skin um he's a uh cenobite which is a uh like demon-like creature from a different dimension that essentially if you unlock this uh little puzzle kind of box then it releases these demons and yeah that's just like not something you want to do so (laughs) give hellraiser a chance because uh yeah when i saw it when i was a kid and i probably shouldn't have seen it because probably develop me into who i am today um i didn't understand the nuances of like the plot lines and like the creepy house that it all takes place in and the murders and like the guy coming back uh to life and needing people's skin in order to survive like there's like really creepy stuff that happens um and it's like definitely one of those body horror movies like so if you're creeped out by blood gore skin being removed from people really cheap effects from like the late 80s oh dude well that makes you nauseous (laughs) oh man you made me think about like the late 80s how great of a time it was do you you remember the movie of the gate 
The Gate. No, I'm not sure. Oh, man. Okay, well, so what was that one? It's from 1987, okay? Um, it was, it was kind of corny. I, I don't know if it still holds up. I bet it does, though, because I, I just thought about it, and I haven't thought about it in, like, a good... I probably saw it maybe six or seven years ago, and it held up. But you know how fast we change as people. But anyway, so basically, uh, the, it's a kids, and their parents go out of town. Um, they had a tree removed, and there was a giant hole in the backyard. And they go to the hole, and they find this book, okay? And somehow okay. they summon and open up a portal to hell. Huh. And this crazy storyline happens where the dog, their dog gets killed, um... It's kind of morbid. Like I just remember, it's very, very morbid. Um, yeah, I'm look. I'm looking at the IMDb right now. You're you're spot on. It was 1987, so yeah, same year. Yeah, yeah dude, I um, remember this film very well. Um, it's it's hard for me to transition again. I'm gonna pull it up real quick. Um, but oh my god, yeah, dude, it holds up. I bet you because I think the monsters were done with clay animation. Believe it or not, um, you know, pre CGI, and. I just remember being like a kid and appreciating it because I loved horror films right from the start. That's like what I watched as a kid to begin with. Oh, absolutely! I actually, oh, you know, I used to watch a bunch of the Puppet Master movies when I was uh, younger. I always thought those were super creepy. Puppet Master, oh man, Stephen Dorff was in this movie. That's weird, crazy. I, but speaking, I was wait, looking on, at that. I was like, "Hold on, Stephen." Wait, before we go to Puppet Master, Stephen Dorff. I looked at that name too. He's uh he was in what? Uh, he was in the like Fast and the Furious or something. Oh, Public dude, Enemies. He was in Blade. a ton of shit. Uh, Blade. He's in a lot of B movies. Um, like Cold Creek Manor. He had an appearance. He's always like a dirtbag. Um, sorry, but huh. yeah. he, he's been sorry, in movies Steven with Dorf. Johnny Depp. He's, he's been Not around. Not to typecast you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, he's 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 a good actor. I like him. He's just you know typecast. <laughs> he's just he's just a big dwarf. That's all yeah. we can say about him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, speaking of Puppet Master, you were saying? Oh, so legendary series, right? I mean, everybody, yeah, everybody I, has heard I loved it, it as a kid. Well, come to find out, somebody that we've grown up with and have crossed paths with actually got the chance to act in the latest Puppet Master, which I found really crazy. We, we have to give a shout out to Kevin Roundy. Um, which I, I, I can't believe, you know, like getting into that kind of level of acting, that's crazy. And apparently he's been in two films, right? You pulled up his IMDb. It's yeah. He was in puppet master axis termination and he was in nightmare city. So yeah, that's awesome that he's been horror films. Yeah. That's awesome that he's doing horror. Uh, Hey, Kevin Roundy, keep it up, up, man. We see you. You're doing we see awesome, you, man. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit of love your way from uh, American Slacker Podcast. Keep doing what you're doing. Yes, yes. And that's uh, that's all we got for today. I think, yeah, yeah, right. Hopefully, you guys appreciate the content that we always try to bring you. Um, we're coming at you steadily every Sunday night late, Monday guaranteed. We'll have this episode out to you. Yeah, that's how uh, we've been doing it, keeping that steady flow of episodes coming so that every Monday you can wake up, pop on uh, American Slacker on your way to work, and hopefully we can make your day a little bit better. 
Hey guys, pick out your WikiLeaks. You know, we're still giving away gift cards. Um, pick them out ahead of time. You know, we don't do it every week, but the next time we do it, we will pick a winner out of somebody. So definitely contribute, throw your name up, tag a friend, and we'll uh, you pick your article, rather, I should say, from Wiki and uh, Wiki Unusuals, yep. right? How would they find yep. that, Jesse? Now, uh, you, you just want to type into Google Wiki Unusual. It'll bring you to a page of, like, a whole bunch of different topics. You pick any of those. You tweet it at us with our uh, handle, Ammer Slacker Podcast. I'm sorry, A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R Podcast on Twitter. Do that with your selection, and, yeah, you're good to go if we end up picking that. And like Matt said, if uh, if you're the only one doing it, you, you might just get yourself a gift card anyway, even if yeah. we don't pick your... Uh... Yeah, even if we don't pick that article, we're gonna, we got to give away these gift cards. Come on. Somebody's got to win. We're also going to have uh, shirts soon, stickers soon. We're going to be Very hopefully soon. doing some giveaways with those. Yes. Um, we might just ask you for your address and say, hey, you got something coming your way. Be like, thanks for being a fan. Here's a shirt. Enjoy. Yes. So, yeah, we're, uh, we're happy you're along the ri- for the ride with us and uh we're gonna keep popping these out for you yes yes we are please get us at itunes maybe give us a review if you're kind um get at our website american slacker podcast.wordpress.com find us on instagram sure. at american slacker podcast we're always putting out content and go and like our facebook page Ooh, that's yeah. uh get at all I think of that's our it for social. the plugs well i think that's enough we've uh torn your ears up I'd say that's it. I'm going to say there you go, and I'm off to Asia.